Hello, this is Pastor Becca Bateman of Doylestown Presbyterian Church. As our podcast audience continues to grow, I want to thank our loyal listeners and welcome those who may have just recently found us. We know that life can quickly become so busy, so this podcast offers an on-the-go opportunity to hear Sunday's sermon, along with a scripture lesson from that day's lay leader or preacher. We also encourage you to visit our website at dtownpc.org to learn more about our church and all the diverse ministries. Thank you for tuning in. Our lesson this morning is a familiar one to us since we have been lingering with Luke throughout this Advent season. Luke begins his account of the gospel by saying many have undertaken this task of telling this story. And so many scholars believe that he was drawing upon sources that unfortunately are not known to us and have been lost over time. But he tells the story with with such a keen eye toward every detail. So listen again as we linger with Luke. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. And this is the word of the Lord. Pray with me, please. Gracious God, as we draw ever so close, to the holiest moment when you have come to dwell among us and you continue to be with us now at this moment. And so once again, we pray that you will quiet in us every voice but your own. Amen. Scholars differ as to how long it took Mary and Joseph to travel to Bethlehem that first holy night. The shortest route would be to go directly south. The problem is that in the south they would have to pass through Samaria. Samaria was a hilly terrain. Difficult to maneuver any time. But can you imagine if you're nine months pregnant and heavy with child trying to navigate hilly terrain? Also, it was dangerous. We know from other accounts in the scriptures that often in those roads to Samaria, there were robbers. And so it was unsafe for Mary and Joseph, a young couple all alone traveling by themselves. And so they decided instead to take the long road, they would head southeast and bypass Samaria. That route is about 90 miles. 
So we don't know how many days it took, but you can try to do some math. Some of you who remember being with child, how many miles do you think you wanted to walk a day? And those of you who haven't, how many miles do you want to walk a day? So some scholars say four or five, some say nine, ten. It, it doesn't really matter. What does matter is they were on their way to Bethlehem, and they were travelers. I'm sure you know that it's exactly 5,771 miles direct from Doylestown to Bethlehem, where Jesus was born. Some years ago, it was a delight. I took my entire family to Bethlehem on Christmas Day. It was wonderful. But I need to tell you, it wasn't the Bethlehem where Jesus was born. It was the one in Pennsylvania. <laughs> it was decorated full tilt. We were among all the tourists. And right there on Main Street is what is called the Bethlehem Hotel. I couldn't help myself. So I went inside and looked around the lobby, and there was a delightful young woman, probably a college student, who was sitting behind the desk. And so in my pastoral way, I walked over and said, are you the innkeeper? <laughs> she smiled at me, and then I quickly said, is there any room in the inn? <laughs> she rolled her eyes. And I said, I bet you've heard that one a thousand times. And she said, oh, no, you're the first one to come up with that clever line. <laughs> We're all traveling to Bethlehem in one way or another. We're all travelers through life, especially at Christmas time. We continue to travel there are many roads that we take. One of the poets said, however, at this time of the year, there is an ancient question that each of us must answer. Am I on the road that leads to Bethlehem? Am I Bethlehem bound this Christmas? Lots of traveling that first Christmas, Mary and Joseph, the shepherds, and later the wise men, all traveling different roads that led to Bethlehem, just as each one of you are on a different road this Christmas. Craig Barnes one said that as you read those stories in Luke and in Matthew, you see there were different roads that people were traveling, trying to get to Bethlehem. One of those roads, he said, for Mary and Joseph, certainly was the road of interruption. Their lives were totally interrupted because of the decree by Caesar Augustus to be enrolled. I wonder how your life has changed since last Christmas. 
I wonder what interruptions came into your life. I wonder if you were at a place this Christmas that you never imagined you would be. Interruptions are all a part of our lives. And they come to us sometimes unexpectedly and sometimes welcomed and sometimes not welcomed. I remember some years back, I married a delightful, charming, enthusiastic young couple at Christmas. And during our premarital counseling, they shared with me that they were not going to be like other couples. They were going to spend the first five years of their marriage traveling the world. There was so much they wanted to see. They wanted to be footloose and fancy free and see it all. I saw them a year later. They were pushing a baby carriage. <laughs> and so I went up and we chatted and beautiful child and I said, by the way, how are all those travel plans working for you? And the tired young dad said, Dr. Court, there are two things in life, BC and AD, before children and after delivery. <laughs> they weren't expecting that child, neither were Mary and Joseph that night. A different Christmas in many ways, some very good interruptions, but then the other interruptions that sort of knock the wind out of our sails. All of a sudden, we start to become familiar with words like chemotherapy and dementia, anxiety and depression. We wait this year perhaps for a lab report that we didn't know we even needed last Christmas. Sometimes we thought life was just moving right along smoothly, but then there's an interruption and somehow things sort of get unraveled in relationships. Someone that you thought you would be with your entire life no longer loves you this Christmas. You worry about that child this Christmas, perhaps like you never worried before. Life is full of interruptions, especially at Christmas. But here's the good news for you. You're here this morning, and I want you to know wherever life finds you this Christmas, that you are traveling with Mary and with Joseph. I wonder how in the world they did it. The only thing I can come up with is simply this. They kept believing and trusting and hoping and leaning on God's love holding on to each other and holding on to the promise of God's goodness. 
I'm sure on that long journey there were moments when neither one of them said a word to each other. But I think they kept praying the whole way. And so their word of encouragement to all of us this day. Keep praying. Keep believing. Hoping. Loving. Stay close to the promise of God for you. And then there are those shepherds. We all like the shepherds, even though they were the outcasts. I wonder if they were on the road called wonder. Funny how we say this is the most wonderful time of the year the wonders of his love. I wonder, as they were walking toward Bethlehem that night, if one of them might have said to the others, now, you, we all saw the angel, right? You heard them sing, right? And we're supposed to be doing this, right? You know we're going to get fired once they learn we left all those sheep on that hillside. Or perhaps maybe they just walked without saying a word. Just quietly moving along, not understanding for a moment what had happened to them. Just wondering, realizing I can't figure it out. But I'm going to keep believing and trusting and following what the angel said unto me. All travelers this year. And you know, there's a big difference between a Christmas tourist and a Christmas traveler. You see, a tourist comes in just for a short time. They buy a few souvenirs. They take some pictures. They say how nice it's been. Why wasn't the music just wonderful? And all the lights and decorations my goodness, we're going to have to try to do this again next year. You see, the saddest part about being a tourist is you can get ever so close to the manger that you can even smell the straw. But you don't stay. You do not linger. A tourist never sticks around and comes to the manger. God bless each one of you this Christmas. God bless you for the road that you've been traveling. God bless you that you are here because you know something is about to happen that will forever change life as we know it. God bless you, what 
whatever road you travel this day. Because we're almost home. We're almost there. And tonight, we will gather around the manger. And each one of us will find a kneeling place to worship and to adore him. God bless you. God bless you. Amen and amen.
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us full of grace and truth. As Eugene Peterson translated, God moved into our neighborhood. Pray with me, please. O gracious God, as you came in the stillness of the night, enter our lives this night. Fill us with wonder and love, grace. For this we pray in your holy name. Amen. Starbucks closed at 5 today, so I had to go early before the 3.30 service. It's been my tradition every year when I do a Christmas Eve service, especially when they go late into the evening to make sure I see a near Starbucks. As I went through the drive through there was a delightful young woman. We exchanged greetings. And she said to me, do you have any plans for this evening? <laughs> I ordered a tall, which in language of Starbucks is a small. But then I said to her, wait a minute, change that to a large, to a venti. And she smiled and winked and she said, oh, you want to try to stay awake during the preacher's sermon. <laughs> Folks, you cannot write these things, they just happen. Tonight is Christmas Eve. It is the night when angels sing and shepherds run. It is not a night for sermons. Too often preachers try their best, but they just mess up the story. So, no sermon for you tonight but a story, a story to just attach to the story that we read and heard from God's word. Just a little story for you to take home with you this evening. Scott Peck, who is known for his work, The Road Less Traveled, also wrote another piece and in it, he tells the true story of a man who was traveling through the deep south on a very cold winter day, Christmas Eve. And it was cold even in the south. He was not from that part of the country. And so as he was driving, he became more and more tired and hungry, and so he decided that he would just stop at one of those diners along the highway. And so he did. He got out of his car and went into the diner and sat at the counter. A delightful waitress came to him and said, what would you like to order? And he said, well, I'd like some hot coffee and some scrambled eggs. And she said, is there anything else that you would like? He said, no, just some hot coffee and some scrambled eggs. 
And before you knew it, she arrived with a steaming cup of hot coffee. And then a few minutes later, with a plate that was full. And on the one side, a pile of white things. And he said to her, what are these? And she said, honey, those are grits. And he said, I didn't order any grits. And she said, honey, ain't nobody order grits, they just comes. <laughs> and so it is with grace. It just comes. It comes on this night. We didn't order it. We didn't work for it. It just comes. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us full of grace and of truth. It just comes. And it comes from the very heart of God. Grace and truth. The truth of Christmas is simply this. You are loved. You are loved more than you could ever imagine. You are precious. And you are so valuable in the eyes of God. For God so loved you and me and the person beside you in this world that he sent his son to us. You are loved. Just like grits, it just comes. And so tonight, as we gather around his table, may each of us in our own way welcome him once again into our lives and to our hearts. Grace, it just comes on a night like tonight. Thanks be to God. Thank you again for joining us today. Once again, I invite you to check out dtownpc.org for information about our worship and programming for all ages.